0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: (laughs) This is a little comical. Yeah, it is. Some of the other stories I've got in my stack are not so comical, but this, this one's kind of funny. Hey, welcome to Bobberty Live. It is the 5 o'clock hour. And my telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. Do you remember during the uh, Trump presidency, uh, President Trump was trying to do his best to close our southern border. Remember that? He uh, wanted to build a wall. He wanted to increase the military presence. He wanted to shut down our southern border. Well, the liberal left went crazy. We are welcoming people. We are a country of immigrants. How dare he build a wall? How dare he try to keep immigrants out? And uh, he also tried to enforce immigration laws finding people that are here illegally, and sending them back to their home country. And again, the liberal left went crazy. And thus was born the Sanctuary City Movement. Remember that? Popped up, became very popular during the four years of President Donald Trump. Liberal cities all across America, including Columbus, Ohio, Loudly and proudly proclaimed, we are a sanctuary city. We will refuse no one. We will send no one back. We will not allow ICE agents into our community. They have no authority here. They can't pick up illegal immigrants. They are safe here because we are a sanctuary city and everyone, everyone, everyone is welcome. Well... um, Washington, D.C. was one of those cities, a sanctuary city, and quite proud that they had the welcome mat out. For anybody, everybody, come to Washington, D.C. We are a sanctuary city. Well, during the Biden presidency, you know, we're halfway. The border has become... An unbelievable historic crisis uh, for the entire country, but particularly for the border states. Texas, Arizona, those states are hurting dramatically because this is where the illegal immigrants cross into the country and flood those states. It hurts economically, but it also hurts from crime, you name it. It hurts those states. So, the uh, governors of those states and some of the mayors of the cities, the border cities in Texas and Arizona, began saying, hmm, we remember that those liberal Democrat-led cities said, y'all come. We are a sanctuary city. Come on, we're you're welcome here. And so, the governor of Texas particularly said, uh, "Okay." Uh, President Biden is encouraging these illegal immigrants, and uh, the White House is in Washington D.C. The mayor. Of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser has been very, very open about, we are a sanctuary city. So the governor of Texas says, okay, uh, we're going to start loading up buses of these illegal immigrants, and we're going to start sending them to Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., and the president has said, we want them here, we welcome them here, so... The governor of Texas said, that sounds good to me. That will uh, diminish our problems. So they have begun sending buses, lots of buses, to Washington, D.C., buses of illegal immigrants. Well, Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is not real happy. I thought she wanted a sanctuary city and all were welcome. Well, not necessarily. Let me quote from the story. On CBS's Face the Nation yesterday, host Margaret Brennan brought up that D.C.'s homeless shelters are now being overwhelmed by illegal aliens. In response, mayor Muriel Bowser called the busing, quote, a significant issue. And then the host of CBS Face the Nation said, well, why is this a significant issue? uh, You're a sanctuary city. You said you wanted these people to come. She said that her opposition to the busloads of illegals are only out of the concern for the well being of the illegal immigrants. She's concerned about their well being. Really? Um, what about their well being? when they are coming illegally into the country, dying in the desert, dying because human smugglers are locking them into the back of semi-trucks. Remember that? So here's my question to uh, District of Columbia Mayor Muriel Bowser. Would these people be safer in the scorching, hot, deserts of southern texas or would they be better off in the somewhat moderate climate of washington dc where federal funds are available for homeless folks and illegal aliens and no this is once again another graphic illustration of the hypocrisy It is good for thee, but it is not good for me. She has been very vocal about Texas, Arizona. She's been very vocal about those who have wanted to close the border and stop the constant stream of illegal immigrants coming across our southern border. She has been very, very critical of all that. As long as they don't come to her city. As long as they go someplace else. We want to welcome everyone, except, well, we we can't take care of them here in Washington, D.C., but those folks down in Texas, they can take care of them. Yeah, the um, incredible hypocrisy of the liberal left. Headline, D.C. mayor complains about being flooded with buses of illegals from Arizona and Texas so much for the beauty and the wonder of being a sanctuary city Mm. yeah other than the human suffering involved which is sad it is comically entertaining to see the liberal left actually being required to follow their own policies yeah all right Um, weird, bizarre story when we come back.
0: Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: Did you know that if you're pro-life, if you oppose abortion, you are just like people who owned slaves. Yeah, did you know that? I I bet you didn't know that. Yeah, you're pro-life. You're you're just like those white people that owned slaves. Now, who in the world would make an outrageous statement like that? Senator Raphael Warnock. Yes, Democratic senator who is also the pastor of the church that Martin Luther King Jr. was pastor of in Atlanta, Georgia. What? If you oppose abortion, you are like Christians who supported slavery? Yep. Uh, Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock, over the weekend, was on an NPR program. Um, And he joined NPR's—pardon me, it wasn't over the weekend, it was Thursday of last week. He uh, joined NPR's Michael Martin on Thursday's edition of Amanpour and Company on PBS. And uh, during the interview, this Michael Martin asked Warnock to explain pro-life Christians and wonder why President Biden's approval ratings are so low. Uh, He asked this question of Senator Pastor the Reverend Raphael Warnock. He said, and I quote, How do you understand the fact that at this juncture in our history, there are people who who say they are animated by the same faith, the same love of the same God, the same Savior, who say that it is taking them in the direction of wanting to outlaw abortion, perhaps reconsider same-sex marriage? How do you understand that? In, in other words, the uh, the NPR host, Michael Martin, I don't know whether where Amanpour was, but evidently Michael Martin was the guest host or whatever, on Thursday's Amanpour and Company. He could not understand how can people who say they love God and love Jesus have such different ideas about abortion? And here, in part, is what Senator Raphael Warnock said about you folks, with those of you that are pro-life and are Christian. I would be among them. I would imagine most of you would be as well. He said, quote, Well, there were Christians on both sides of the struggle around abolition. There were Christians on both sides of the civil rights movement. So by very, very strong implication, he is saying, well, there were Christians who supported slavery. There were Christians who supported abolition of slavery. He clearly believes that he is on the side of the abolitionists who were opposed to slavery. Because giving f- women freedom to kill their own children was like setting the slaves free. What kind of a warped mind draws a comparison between freedom from slavery and a woman giving the right to kill a baby? What kind of warped Weird, wicked reasoning makes that comparison. But that's that's what he's saying. He's, well, there were people who claimed to be Christian on both sides of the civil rights movement. There were Christians on both sides of the slave issue. And so we have Christians who are for abortion, like those who were for freeing the slaves— And then there were Christians who wanted slavery to continue just like the people who want to end abortion. So, in other words, the senator, the Reverend Raphael Warnock, compares pro-lifers to slavers and segregationists. That's what he thinks of you. This is an ordained minister in a Baptist church, by the way, in Georgia, equating Christians who believe in life, the sanctity of life, the protection of life, all life. Christians who believe in life are just like the slavers who claimed Christian beliefs for their support for slavery. Um, Bizarre? Yeah. Absurd? Yeah. But this is where the liberal left is um when you when you have at least 80 verses in the bible that indicate that life begins in the womb that that is a human being in the womb 80 verses it is honestly Hard to wrap your brain around anyone who says they're in ministry says they believe the Bible to justify abortion unless unless you simply don't believe in the authority of scripture and you are willing to trash the authority of the Word of God for your own personal feelings or something that is popular in the community, or, as with our president and the Speaker of the House, it will promote your political position. I started to say political agenda, but it's more than an agenda. It's the position. It's the power. You are willing to go against the teaching of your church. You're willing to go against the teaching of the Bible. You are willing to doubt or even deny the authority of Scripture for your own personal political gain. And then to combat it, you call people who believe in life slavers.